it's about 75 degrees. My left hand about 30 on a bitch, you know? 30 below that is. Yeah. I got these freaky hoes clapping their hands, stomping their feet. property manager. Mm-hmm. What else are you? Uh, son, father. Ooh. Not yet, though. Um, but uh, no, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, and um, I think those, those are a little bit some of the hats that I have. When we talk about realtor, I think people see the person with the suit or the tie or dressed up nice selling houses. Is it that simple? Um, no. I mean, I think that that's it's so funny like you know like right now there's so much controversy with like some of the shows on on the internet and stuff as far as like showing like what real estate is but no it's like it's not even as glamorous as what people make it seem and there's so many deals that like fall apart all the time um every deal is different um but it's it's not as as simple as what people make it so it's not selling sunset that's what you're trying to tell me or, or not selling Tampa or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of it's, it's a little bit of everything, but I think that it's not as glamorous. No, but it it, it it's a lot of stuff that goes into it that people don't talk about. Do you do commercial or do you do no? Like, okay, I only do residential. Okay. Um, I haven't gotten into commercial yet. All right. So we talk about it's a lot of things that people don't. So from your perspective, how would you explain what being a realtor is? Uh, the biggest thing that people don't talk about is 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 how much psychology and therapy goes into it. Because, like, for instance, right, say you're a client and you're like, ah, I want to live in, blah, blah, I want to live in, uh, let's go with that, Bowie. Okay. But you got, like, let's say, like, District Heights money. Okay. Right? So, like, it's a little bit of a disparity in the price range. Um, that a person that a person has so a lot of people sometimes were want like it's weird to say this but like um it's really all about what you're pre-approved for right so if you come in and you you know you might want come in and be like you start looking at before you get a real so you start looking at houses and buoy then you kind of get your pre-approval that's why you should never start your process without finding out how much you're approved for because mm. so many times you run into people that start that that they're pre-approved for this but they started out this because it's two different disparities right it's two different areas there's a lot of factors location that come into a play and the biggest thing is like you're managing your client that's the biggest thing you're mm. managing a client and then from there you have to manage the financing the financing is the part 
that everybody that everybody that people don't think about. People come to the realtor, a person come and be like, "Hey, I got a 580 credit score, right?" But to in actuality, as me as a realtor, I, my job is to find you is to find you a home. Mm-hmm. It is not it, it's I really don't even know. I don't get your credit information. That's the financer. I don't, I don't, I don't get your credit information. I don't see how much you make. I don't see any of those things really. I can know about that, mm-hmm. but my job is not is not dictated on your finance and how much you make. That's where you get you get the right to do two things in, in real estate. You get the pack, right to pick your home, your home inspector, your realtor, not two, three, um, and you also get to you get to pick whoever you want for your financing. And financing is a huge part because after after I get you and after I find you the house, we get the deal, say we in the deal. Now we go through these contingencies, whether that's home appraisal and inspection. Um, then there's always a financing contingency sometimes. Financing is the people that like slam dunk the thing. Mm. Like, because if the bank doesn't approve you or say or get you to the point that you really can close, then there's there's nothing. We I could get you the best house in the world, but we at the finance that people can't close you just, unless you unless you a client that you know just got cash and then we can really talk. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, that's those are the different parts of the deal. This housing market, I've recently bought a house. I think congratulations. Thank you, thank okay. you. Has been I think very crazy from just everything I've seen as far as the things we're talking about. Um, Knowing what you want versus being able to get it, financing, all those things. Is there one part of the game, you talk about financing, but for you, do you're like, I'm I'm even surprised about it in the whole process, the housing buyer process. The part, something that I'm surprised about. Um, no, I don't think any more about, about it at this point. In what my- about when you first started? When I first started, I would say the biggest thing that surprised me in real estate was that um <laughs> was that like I guess once you get to that getting the that getting inside the deal getting uh, getting approved or getting a deal accepted is not the part is not the part that's really the hardest. Mm. The hardest part is as soon as you get the deal in. And it gets accepted on both parts. You gotta manage the whole process more. You gotta make sure that, you know, if a person has a contingency, whether that's um, a home inspection, you gotta make sure that's in. You gotta make sure you gotta manage the finance of the person. You gotta manage your client because people are making the biggest purchase of their life, and anything can happen. Things change. People, you know, want to maybe start buying furniture. Different. There's so many different factors. There's a lot of moving parts and you have to manage people you got to make sure people are doing their job in a lot of ways so that's another thing single family versus condos versus townhomes are they all different are they all the same talk to somebody who may not know uh single family of course more like is is more of like a detached home so for instance a home that is pretty much not connected with anything you might have a backyard um, a condo more or less is in maybe a three-story, four-story a building. But the biggest thing is the fact that they're managed by an association of people. And then you pay fees as far as of upkeeping certain things in the on the premises, whether that's, you know, paying maintenance salary, paying for 
um, you know, certain things in, uh, in the facilities, whether that's equipment or different things like that. Um, condo, you said hot single family, what was it? Townhomes. Townhome. And of course, townhomes have, sometimes more or less they have an HOA. So that, that could mean like, you know, an HOA could do all the roofing, right? If you replace one roof, like it's, it's a lot of different factors. Um, but it, it, all of those things really depend on where you're buying at. You're located in the Maryland, D.C. area. Correct. As of now, yep. As of now. Mm-hmm. What has been maybe the uh, the thing that you, since you started, you've learned about this area as far as housing that maybe some people don't know? I guess the biggest thing that I've ever realized is how important location is. Mm-hmm. Like, location is everything in real estate. Like, a house being, um, being, uh, being like on a main street compared to a house being one street over that's that's a even is a critical mm. part um yeah that's that's real because you know if you want to a lot of people think about it like you're on the main street a main highway could be a two-way highway right so then now that means if your house is there you want to deal with noise right and now say you got you know a driveway right you got to back out to the driveway every single time could be cars there's a lot of so so many different facts but location is everything like Location is everything. What made you get into real estate? Ah, it's a good question. Um, be honest, honest. I'll say so. The, the biggest thing was, uh, was a person, um, that I know that that I know that um, I always wanted to be. I was always thought I was gonna be a therapist, and people around me were like, yeah, you definitely should be a therapist. And one day I was talking. It was my birthday, and I was talking to someone, and he like. They said, the way you are and the way you, I think your life is going to be, like the way how you live, like you should be in real estate. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be a therapist. And this is right when I graduated college. It was August 18, 2014, um, I remember. And she was like, you should be in real estate. And her dad is what is in real estate. He's a big time real estate person. So that was all you needed, just kind of that, that push from her. Was when she said that, it was like, huh, right? Like, she said it, and I was like, huh, mm, okay. Like, and then it's crazy how life happens, right? Um, because that's August. And then that time I had just graduated, so I was working, like, at school, like, doing before and after care. And um, before and after care, because I was actually going to work for Metro. And I got a job working for Metro. But um, I, I was waiting to take a test, so I needed some money. While I was doing this, I was working at school and um, studying for this test. And um, and in that time, right, I was talking to one of my one of my uh, one of my best friends, Stephen Timms, and we were talking. And um, he was like, "And I need some money." He was like, "Use your resources." He was like, "You gotta use your resources now, like to figure out your next move." And and me and him was talking. I was like, he was like, you know, my mom always just, you know, she could help help you. Her, his mom was a, uh, was basically like a big time person, a, a president, like or vice, a regional manager of a building, of apartment complex, and it had 2,400 apartments on it. Mm-hmm. And he and I sent her an email, and I'm like, hey, you know, I need to, I would, you know, I would love to just come in and make some extra money. I still got an email, actually. My mom sent it to me long, a couple while, a while ago. And, uh, you know, hey, I want to come in, and I just want to, you know, 
worked there a little bit, you know, and she, I came in, did the interview, and she gave me a job. And that's why nepotism is so important to me. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of what, what started. I like and that was, that brought me into property management. So, so okay. I got a, I was interning, and she said, hey, I'm going to teach you every single thing about property management. So that was my first taste, and even in real estate. And mm-hmm. at that time, I didn't even know property management was real estate. Yeah. Um, well, I did, but I didn't. So that was my first thing in, in um, real estate. And then I had, it goes back to saying, this is how I really got her. Was, I had a lady, her name was Miss Jo. She was like our manager, because I was a leasing person. And she, you know, used to always have us, like, have me. She would come bring me in her office and, like, she was really spiritual and, like, write stuff down. Write and talk to me and talk about life or whatever. And she, and one of the things that I was like, was like you know, I want to uh, sell houses. I want to be in real estate. And she's like, oh, say, she was like, okay, well, find a real estate class. And um, I did. And I was talking to, it was, I, I found one. And, and not only, you know, did I take it, but I had told my friends about what I was going to do. And me and my, one of my, uh, when one of my friends, we took it together. So that's kind of how I started in real estate. And I had my, yeah, that's how I started in real estate. Mm-hmm. We're talking about real estate location and everything. I'm curious just from like the actual realtor. Um, do you know when something, because you've lived here your whole life, the PG, mm-hmm. DMV area, do you know when something is like, that don't make sense? So, like, a house costs, like, X amount in a certain neighborhood, you're like, that just doesn't jive with what I know. Yeah. So, like, I had I had a client, I had a, a client, right? My mom actually had a client. My mom's in real estate, too. Um, she had a client, and um, she's like, it's a friend, and she's like, hey, DeWan, I, for some reason, I had to take this lady to go see the house because my mom had something to do. And it was like, it was like Bird Farms or something like that. And this lady was approved for like 600K or something like that. And I was just like looking at her here because the houses were here. Four houses, right? And then it was like a neighborhood, uh, like, a, like a housing complex, affordable housing right there. And... Single woman, older, and she was talking to me about safety, and I'm like, man, what? Why is like, where you? Why are you living here? Right? Like this is in the house, is fight four hundred something thousand. I'm like, you're gonna pay for this, like right here, you know? And that's kind of like, that was like one of those like. No, not you. Mm. Like, and this was the beginning. Yeah, uh, This was the beginning. I was like, what? Like, why would you pay this for that? And, and that's kind of... That's the going away for that shit, man. That was like, you know, that was like three, four years, three years ago. So mm. it was like, but it was bars on our house. You know, she was. it was a brand new house, and they put bars on it. I'm like, you know, I don't think that this, you know... And it's crazy because she actually ended up buying a house in Glendale. What we're at, so yeah, it's perfect. It's crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm also curious because you said you do property management. Mm-hmm. So what is the maybe the the mindset or what's different between getting someone into one of those buildings than actual? Hey, you're going. I'm buying you a house, or we're getting you a house to buy. So more or less, are you saying like property management? What's the difference between living in a house and property? Yeah, management? or like when you get someone to. 
I guess, rent out the property? Because I don't really know the process for the oh. property management. So okay. explain that to me. So property management is two ways. Like, so most time, I mean, not two ways, but it's different. Um, so, for instance, I, I have I had a client, right, who, you know, two clients, actually, most people. Some people are, when it comes to us and, you know, millennials, some people are big into house hacking, mm-hmm. right? So, some, and some people have maybe have their own, you know, type of situations where they're like, you know, I got this over here, but, you know, I could be living with this person, but I want to get my first house. I want to get in real estate, whatever type of situation you have. Um, but pretty much the how it works is sometimes is sometimes people want investment properties or they want they want to get into but not necessarily let's say because it's different I got to make sure I different differentiate the fact the difference is because you want to spend more money on getting in the deal if you tell the bank or loan officer is investment property mm-hmm. comparative to like if it's going to be a primary residence those are like two different things like you you gonna spend a lot more money if it's an investment property because you're not gonna be able to um, get as much help. Whether that's is of course if you're a first time home buyer or whatever. Um, so how I come in is in those situations is the fact that sometimes people don't want to live in their house. So and sometimes some people were like, hey, I don't know anything about the process. Like, you know, I don't know anything about this and I want someone to rent this and I want to find someone to rent it. And I want someone to pay me money and I want someone to I wanted someone to do every single thing. I want you to rent it. I want someone to pay me money. I want to collect the money. I want someone to do with the maintenance. I want someone to deal with everything to oversee this this property for me. And that's what property management is. I oversee your home. Over, just overseeing your home and maybe you don't live there maybe you do or maybe hmm. you live in a part of it and there's a there's a, a part that you don't want to deal with whether that's maybe that's for short term rentals and things coming that that's very interesting so what before, I didn't know it was that complex yeah yeah so I got you, you, met, you got my brain turning here mm-hmm. so first things first what are the laws around that? Are there like specific <laughs> laws like that say, hey, I can live here for a couple days or a couple like how does that work? So, uh, okay, every every jurisdiction or place is different. So for instance, more or less, right, no matter where you live, if you live in DC, Maryland, wherever, if you live in the house, and so wait, let's say you have uh English basement or you have a uh, uh, you live in the upstairs point of the house and you got a door downstairs and the person can enter, you mm-hmm. can get in the house. And so like, that's a lot of the thing. So that is, as long as, so short, I'll make it short speed. If you are living in the house and it's a portion of the house, you can rent out that house pretty much as much as you want. Okay. So there are people in this world that rent out rooms, just a room in their house. And they live in the other room. And people pay for that. This is how Airbnb even started. Okay, thank you. So <laughs> let's let's do a full dive. So the renting of a room, that's that that in itself, does that make it an Airbnb? Like how does that does it, do you auto like explain so, a little bit? So this is good. And this is the reason why and this is is purpose is great that you say because it's branding, right? Mm-hmm. If because <laughs> Think about it. if a person literally says to themselves, they'll say, 
oh, you rent out a room, a people person will be like, oh, so you Airbnb. Yeah. And for all Airbnb is is a word that yeah. describes the situation. Like started. Uber. Like, like a, and that's all this. Airbnb, all Airbnb is a marketing platform. It's a, it's, it's a marketing platform, and there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's so many yeah, marketing platforms. But, cool, correct. But it's just like all Airbnbs is a marketing platform that you can list your property on and they take around 3%. And, um, you know, that that's all it is. It's just, and there's a, there's, but the difference is, and this is a question you may be asking as far as like, there's two different things. There's a long-term rental and a short-term rental. There we go. So long-term rentals are pretty much anything over 31 days, right? Over mm-hmm. 30 days. So if you rent for 30 days, um, and you pretty much have a contract that you sign and you know whether it be eight months ten months six months that's a contract but you get that money every month right and the difference is a short term rental get your money up front <laughs> so let's say you sell me short term rental um, I want to rent out your place for four days four days okay have to pay you up front for yeah, the- I'm not chasing you mm. I don't have to chase you that's one of the diff- biggest differences. Like, before you get anything, you get access to my place or anything, you pay up front. Whether you pay before. Now, long term rental, you pay, you have a date or a mm-hmm. date and you have some leeway. But you get all that money before that person even comes in. Mm. And it has to be anything is considered a short term rental or vacation rental. Typically, if it's, you know, shorter than 30 days. Okay. So, for you, as the property manager, mm-hmm. is there one that is more advantageous? Well, yeah, I don't do, I don't, I do long-term rental uh, management, uh, but that was only because it's one of my best friends. But I do not like long-term rental because I manage properties. I manage those, uh, those properties, uh, all different types of properties for you know for for big time property management companies short-term rentals is more of my game so that means more or less like we handle everything we you know we handle as far as like a person's going to be there for typically 30 days or less or sometimes you know 30 days or less or however period but short-term rentals is you're going to see more revenue and you're you're going to see more revenue in a lot of cases but it's like it depends on who you are right mm-hmm. if your business model is like i just want to make fifteen hundred dollars a month and i don't want to have to worry mm-hmm. about that worry about finding someone to to fill the occupancy and fill up these amount of days where short-term rental is more like hey you know a person can stay here for four days you might make more money but a person might not be stay there again for five or six days, right? Mm-hmm. It just depends on what your business model is. So, is it easier to handle contracts when it's a short term, or like you can handle more of them if it's short term, or if it's long term, you be able to like? No, I mean, so it depends. So I would say like that's why it's from a business model. Because once you brought that up, that's why. That's so what made me I would say exponentially for me, you make less money if it's a if it's a long. If it's a long term, in a sense, right? So, like for instance, you got a person that it's more it, turnover the short term. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's more short. It's more turnover. Yeah. So, if it's more turnover, what does that mean? You got you more, more bookings. You get more money. You, know what I'm saying? you need more, more cleaning. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, you need more cleaning. So, because okay, you get into cleaning and like 
You do maintenance and all that too, right? Because you have a cleaning service. Yeah. yeah. So we're a clean. So I have a cleaning company. So that's and enough. And disinfecting people who need them. <laughs> so that's yeah. part of your entrepreneurial. You talked about in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's 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 one of the. Uh, that's definitely that's in our wheelhouse. We have a cleaning company. That's so, one of the services so, you provide with your. Yeah, that's what I'm curious. Do you prov- provide it with or is it separate? No, 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 no. I, I don't. I do so. That's two separate companies. So, oh, right. Yeah, that's the cleaning. My cleaning company is a, that's his own brand. Clean Moves is his own brand. Um, but that is that is the benefit, right? My property management company pays my cleaning company. That's what, okay. Oh, so you got the monopoly down already? Yeah. So, <laughs> so for instance, right? You when you you know, I've had clients that I've helped find a house. When I help you find a house, you don't want to live in a house. I want to manage your house. You need a clean. I'm going to clean your house. Was this <laughs> from the beginning, or did you kind of run into, oh, I, I need someone always to clean these places. How about I just do this, too? This was from the beginning. This was, uh, this all was from the beginning. All money in, baby. Like, one, two, three. Yeah, from the beginning. I became a realtor. Went to always. I became a realtor. I always saw that when I went to listens, I went to went to listens. They were dirty, right? And I'm like, I was a realtor, but I'm also was a property manager. Mm. And this was when I was for a company. When you're a property manager, you you hire everybody. So you take those. You hire. You know. You got to maintain a property. You know. So it's like you got cleaning. You got maintenance. You got all these different contracts. You got all these different vendors. So. I, you know, I'm huge in the relationships, so I'm just building relationships with all, all these different people. But those are all logistics and all things you manage. You got to keep up with the curb appeal. You got to keep up with all these different things, right? So, with everything, I always, and this is the thing about property management, I pick my cleaning company. Most property managers, if you big enough, you gonna pick your cleaning company. So the difference is, right? That's me. I and this is the thing about cleaning. You know about that that business. We do. You know we manage our own and we clean our own, but we also clean up for other people. Yeah. Um, but I control. I'm not chasing. I don't have to put in a bid for a cleaning because it's like, oh, I'm gonna just pay my own self, mm-hmm. right? Or pay my own company. It's so that was that was purposeful. Do you find it hard because you can? You don't need necessarily properties to clean. You can, you can, like you said, outsource to other things. Do you find it harder to do things like that? So, like when it's not your property management, to still, all right, let me let me clean this people. Oh no, I have no issue with that. Okay. Um. So like you know, clean moves is this is a brand that stands on its own, right? That has nothing to do with D Harvey Pitts management. That's that's his own thing. Clean moves specializes in moving and move out cleaning. You know, just like. Eventually, one day, <laughs> one day when it, it's gonna happen soon, That's when you think right. of just like people think of Uber, right? They're gonna be like, oh, you know, a taxi, oh, Uber. You're gonna be like, oh, you know, uh, so you moving out? Oh, call Clean Moves. Like, you guys currently are just in the DMV area, but do you do state to state or interstate? No, not yet. Um, but that's the biggest reason why I have a, why I've created this brand is because. Move in and move out cleaning is uh, is something that everybody deals with, right? Every single and every every single, no matter where you are, right? Every place does real estate, 
right? Because those are that is the bulk of our clientele is real estate, realtors working mm-hmm. with realtors, and um, so it's something that can be duplicated, right? Just like similar, if you guys ever heard of Stanley Steamer, mm-hmm. yeah, right? People think it's what do you guys know Stanley Steamer is? Carbon cleaning, right? They got the jingle. Car- yeah, that carbon cleaning, right? So it's the same thing. It's like eventually the process and these systems that I built can be duplicated and they can be taken. They can work in Detroit, Michigan. They can work in Los Angeles. I like that. You talked earlier about Airbnb just being the name or basically the front facing of what it means to rent out your house. Mm-hmm. Do you have to, for your property, do you have to go through Airbnb or the VRPO, or do you just, hey, I have a website, come buy my, you know, come rent out my room, or do you need these platforms? Uh, so it depends. Uh, you can, they're, they're good. Like, they all, they're just marketing platforms. Yeah. Right? So you're going to just spend more on, you're going to spend more, you you don't have to use them, but the only difference is you're going to just have to beat out your own marketing, right? So you're going to have to spend your marketing dollars with us on Google, Yelp, to be able to get to the top so that that when people think of going to find a place, they're going to type in, you know, your business or whatever way. So, yeah, you can. And, you know, that's why it's good to have a brand, right? So, like, I've been fortunate enough to have, like, sometimes when people think of, um, you know, hey, I need a place. Let me call Dewan and let me... Think of D. Harvey Pitts. Um, so that that is good. So yeah, you can book straightly directly through us as well. What is because we always talk of people in particular like secondary homes, property, mm-hmm. investment properties. People talk about like you know, hey, this is a great way to make money and you know all the benefits. I'm I'm curious as to what happens when maybe that person doesn't pay or is uh, maybe doesn't pay isn't isn't um. Like a rental, you're saying? Yeah, isn't as forthcoming. You have to, you maybe have to do a little bit of chasing per se. So in the short term rental game, it that that doesn't happen. You don't necessarily necessarily meaning like chasing. You're not chasing the customer, but for instance, if you're saying like a person can more or less right, they can do this. They can rent out uh, a prop, uh, rent out an apartment at apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And you know, try to listen on Airbnb. Most times, that's illegal, but that's called rental arbitrage. In a lot of ways, that that's like you have to go through a lease that pretty much says like, what is it allowed? Because sometimes that is allowed, right? But um, subletting. It's not subletting. Mm. Subletting because a lot of times, a lot of people call it corporate rentals. Mm. Um, so that means like you know, so as me, a lot of things help me because I was I'm I wasn't property manager so a lot of times a lot of teams you have these companies right so whether that's like says Nassau or something like that they uh, they'll have people who move here and they'll rent a apartment apartment and they'll call we call it corporate lease so that means that the company is paying the rent right Mm. they're paying the rent to the property management company and people are coming in and out right but that corporate company might not be listed Airbnb on Airbnb, right? So it's a stigma. So a lot of times, a lot of people be like, "Oh yeah, you do Airbnb because that's what people look look at Airbnb is like a party or a young people place." But really, it's just a short term rental platform. Um, but yes, that can you could get into depending on like in Atlanta, 
Oh my gosh, that's all they do. Um, <laughs> that's like rental arbitrage is such a thing because you know your rent might be you only four hundred, four hundred, make four thousand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it depends on where it is, but here, right, the game's so different. But in DC, starting April tenth, you there's so many there's you cannot. It has to be a primary residence for owners. Well, talk to us a bit about like these, because I've been being on like what did the what did the laws say? Mm. You see, you brought up April tenth. Explain to us maybe what um, people who maybe are into this or want to get into it, what laws they should be kind of looking forward to in this new year. So I'll be is quite honest. Is as simple as on April tenth, starting in Washington D.C., you have to have a short term rental license or vacation rental license. A short term rental license means that. Uh, for instance, you if you, you one one, it has to be a primary, a primary resident. So that means that you have to be eligible for the Homestead Deduction Act, home de- Homestead Deduction, which means that like basically, you there's an application you have to do that shows that hey, this is your primary residence in D.C. Um, and then you have to have insurance that says you're uh, that two hundred fifty thousand dollars insurance. Uh, and you have to have a license. These two licenses, either one of them, your short-term rental license, meaning that you are, you are in the home and you're present in the home while you are renting it on one of these short-term rental platforms for 30 days or less, or you're a vacation, doing a vacation rental. And that means that you get 90 nights in, the, in, in a calendar year to rent it out and you do not have to be present. But, and that's for 30 days or less at a time. Are these laws things that you consider, um, are these laws things you consider everyone like kind of knows or is very particular to your expertise in your profession? Well, now, starting now, well, you can't even, you're, when April 10th comes, you're, if you look at the Airbnb app and you have a home or you have an investment property, you have a property in DC, it's not going to be listed anymore because you have to register and you have to put these, put your license number now. So like now they've like they've done this because you, we talk about it goes back to real estate is the fact that so many people were coming in DC right and they were buying up property and then they were using it on short term rentals and the government wasn't you know mess up the hotel industry so you know when things get affected. You know, yeah, messed up the real estate market, it yeah. drove things up to yeah. really high. So, that's that's one of the reasons why now, no capitalism, like how all them houses over there was like worth hundreds of thousands, now they're going for like 2.5 million and shit, all this wild shit, correct? And that's that's kind of what happened, right? That's it, that that is why these you know, these parameters that came in and changed the game. I'm curious as well as what happens when, because we might be talking about short-term rentals. Mm-hmm. What happens when someone doesn't do what they're supposed to do while in the rental? So let's say oh, man. Monday through there, there's Friday through Monday. <laughs> On Monday, they leave the keys or whatever the, with you and you come back and it's not the property that you left them with. Mm-hmm. What happens with that? So there's this thing called air cover. Well, one, depending on, well, I would can't encourage anybody who's in the short-term rental game to always have insurance. Right, that's important. any specific specific or just uh, professional liability for sure. Um, but you're also covered within the rental platform, right? Mm. If you use one, because okay. some people don't use them, 
So um, if you use them, you can you can put a claim in through uh, Airbnb. It's called AirCover. VRBO has a claim system as well. It's called AirCover. So you can utilize one of those platforms, put in a claim, and things happen. Because things happen. People have parties and, like for instance, um, yeah, we just had one an issue at one of my properties. <laughs> um, not issue. It was crazy though because it was right before it was the day before Christmas. Um, we had some people that, you know, was there and they broke, they actually broke the bed. Like the bed frame was completely, was, uh, broken. And I got people who, uh, coming in on Christmas Eve. Um, but that's why it's important to have systems, right? So we were able to, um, <laughs> go to like have a backup <laughs> and, um, just have a bed frame, have a bed frame or have something else to kind of swap it out to get it done to have, you know, somebody else, you know, be able to take care of it. So then, you know, by the time other people check in, they don't even know. Is that the stressful? Because that to me would seem like the stressful part. The someone something breaks, I have to run it. Like, is it the team? Is it you? How do you how do you deal with those things? Well, I think as I'm growing, you know, I think that one, you know, experience that helps. And for sure, having a team is very important. Um, having people, you know, one thing about me is that I know what I'm good at. Right. That's 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 I, I think that that's important, and I don't mind bringing someone in that's better than me because I don't need to be great at everything. I just got to be good at what I'm good at, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm willing to delegate, delegate and help and pay because all that is going to do is just like like it's going you know help me to do what I'm good at. I want to focus on what I'm good at. You talk about delegation and things, and it makes me think of. The nonprofit you have, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's actually how it's crazy because that's actually one of the that's the first business I've ever had. That was the first real business when we did our nonprofit. Um, first Base Inc. Correct. First Base mm-hmm. Inc. So First Base Inc. is a um, it's basically a a, a nonprofit five hundred one c three organization that you know started by five friends that went to VCU and. Pretty much, we wanted to utilize, you know, you give people skills, whether that's resources, in order to kind of, as we say, hit a home run. So, like, in life, um, that's kind of, we got the first base thing is, you know, you got to get the first base, second mm-hmm. base, and, you know, to hit a home run is... Around the bases. Mm-hmm. Right. But, yes, that's um to go to say, but first base, that, what was your question? I don't even remember to be right, <laughs> but I, I was asking just because I'm looking at the shirt rapper, athlete, entrepreneur, and it just had me thinking that like you've been talking about community and like what you're good at and mm-hmm. what you know delegation of responsibilities, how that played a part. Like, does that, um, like you said, that was the first one, but is that the one that keeps everything else going? Is it just no? Kinda... They have nothing to do with each other. Hmm. Um, first base is pretty much like I would say. When I want to, because I love, because at the end of the day, I realized, I realized years ago, is that everything's centered around helping people. Like, that's the key to everything. When a rich person gives a million dollars, they're really there. Yeah, they're helping people, but they're helping themselves in a lot of ways, too, mm-hmm. right? So, and it's all, that's what this world is about. It's pretty much those type of, it's, it's a reverse thing when, when you do something like that. But it that's what it's centered on. The more people you help, the more successful you are. And pretty much when the first that whole first base thing ink thing started based on like, 
me just wanting to play kickball and me <laughs> wanting to um, do something. And that's kind of when I realized that was truly when I knew, I kind of knew college, but I knew them. Like, All right, I'm good at, I'm good at this. I'm good at this part, like managing people and like, and like putting things together. That was when I first realized. At the beginning, you said real estate is like therapy or being a realtor is like being a therapist and some, it's weird because we've had, I've had, we've had people on this platform who are mixologists or, and they said the sort of the same thing that it's those, it's, it's the extra, not the extra, but the kind of the human um, element that makes their job what it is. Why do, you, why do you think for you in real estate that is an important part, like the human element? Because when you first get in real estate and you're in class, I never forget this. The people are going to tell you, go through your phone, look at your contacts, and and they're going to say that's your first client. People do business well. Only do people love doing business with people that they know, right? So like, whoever you know, sometimes like that's the person you want to go with. Ain't that and, the truth? And that's real. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I think that that is kind of like that's that's what it is, and it's all about relationships. And I think that that's the key to everything. Well, you taught us a lot in, a, in this episode. I've learned about short term rentals. I've learned about new laws coming to the, the to the DC area. I'm curious if I let's say I wanted to buy a house right now, like today. I was like, oh, I saw this episode. I'm gonna hit Dewan. What would you want the first question to be from a prospective client? Uh, if buying a house, mm-hmm. you came to me. You were saying you wanted to buy a house. I was like, yo, man, I need a house. I'm, I I just can't stay where I, I want a house. Why do you want it? Mm. I mean, okay. I always ask people, because, like, you know, like, why do you want it? Because that's, if you tell me you want it, if you tell me you want a house and you want it, and you want it to be in your family forever, or you it's your, just your first property, I tell you you should live in D.C. Because that's forever. That's where you're going to get rich at. If you live in D.C., you're going to be rich. Because all these people, you know, it's not Chocolate City anymore. But that means a lot. (laughs) It means a lot it's not Chocolate City anymore. It means you keep this. Property value go crazy. Generational wealth. Right? You're going, it's going to go up. That's the only place it's going to go up. Every day the price is right. As as soon as you buy a house. Sally's gonna look at how much your house sold for. It's like oh, I'm at least getting that, mm-hmm. and that's that's the first thing. Why? Because that's also gonna tell me, you know, like what are you in this for? Because sometimes some people look at it's not just your house. Your first house is just your first investment. But some people don't. You gotta change your mindset. Like where you are today might not be where you could be ten years from now. You know, it's different. Five years, two years, you know, it's different. I say I got kids. Say I got a kid. I got my second kid on the way. I'm like, this apartment not cutting it for me, da-da-da. What would your advice be for someone in that predicament? Apartment not cutting for you, what you want? A house? 
Well, see, and I think, I, and, I'm, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm asking these questions because I'm curious because I don't, I think that that may be a lot of people's issue. Maybe they want something more than an apartment, mm-hmm. but they don't want it. So, like, how do you navigate maybe the person who's in between? Like, yo, I got a decent job, I have enough money, but this apartment is too small. I'm, I've outgrown this, or this part of town. I don't want to live here. Like um, we talked about the lady earlier. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of navigate? Because I think that's to me the interesting part when you talk about therapists and um, you know therapy with this job. Because I can see that. I can see how like someone has to make like I want to be in a certain school district. I want to be you know I want to be closer to my job. Like how what what or how do you navigate all these different things? Well, I would start. Why well, can I ask you some questions? Mm-hmm. I'm about to ask this real. Can I ask you some questions? Let's go. Why'd you choose where you want to live? Why'd you decide? Why'd you decide to buy a house for you? Bought a house. Um, I wanted to live in PG. Okay. I've only lived in PG, like not only, but like You've my whole life. PG. That's just been my place. Um, I wanted my own. Like I didn't want to like live on top of somebody. Okay. So for me, a single family home was kind of like. I need to do that. I need okay. to be da da, and also I needed to be close enough to the people who are so like I'm not too far from my parents, I'm not too far from my sister, like all the people who are kind of like in my people in my life. They're not too far from me, so it all made it worth it. So all of those things. That's exactly what I would ask. I would just ask. Okay, most of the thing you gotta listen to people. Mm-hmm. Anything, people not gonna you're not gonna do nothing you don't want to do, right? I'm only doing. What you gonna? What you're allowing me to do? Like what? What you talk about, right? Because you're my client, right? You don't pay me. That's the thing. You don't pay me, but us getting to the deal and getting to the end is what's gonna pay me. Mm-hmm. So I gotta listen to you, and at the end of the day, more or less, you're making this decision. You gotta live in this house, right? So you, this is your investment. You gotta pay the mortgage, and so I'm gonna listen to you. And I'm going to say, if you, all I'm going to do is you're going to tell me you, you outgrew this home. Well, okay, well, this is how much it says. This this is what I, what we could do, right? Mm. And this is where we're at, you know? So you want this house, you know, like this is, I'm guiding you, but pretty much I'm guiding you and helping you, but really much like I'm, a lot of times I'm listening to you because you're telling me, you're telling me what you want because this is where you're going to be. You're gonna create these memories with little JoJo and Tommy, or you know what I'm saying? Like this I love your nicknames for people, <laughs> little JoJo, Tommy. Yeah. Was it Sheila earlier? <laughs> I'm curious though, because you're a professional. You've been doing this for a long enough time to know when someone is making a bad decision. Mm-hmm. You might not say it, but you know in your heart of hearts, what's that moment like? A bad decision. Just in your mind, you're like, they shouldn't buy this house. This is not going to be what they need. From everything they've told me, everything I'm listening to, and they still say this. And you're like, "Mm mm-mm. I haven't had that personally yet where Mm -mm. I felt like a person made a terrible decision. Um, And it's just because if you lose, I lose, right? Because all you're going to do is not about having you a client as one time. It's about forever. We're, it's everything about relationships, you know. I'm, you know, I have a relationship with you since 14 years old, yeah. right? So it's like, that's what it's about. It's not about, you know, because if this house goes bad, everything is going to be like, what the one? Mm. It might not really be, you know, my fault, but you're mm. like, 
Dewan didn't say this. Dewan mm-hmm. didn't do this. So it's like it comes back on me. So I wouldn't. It depends, and I. It's important to me to you know. I think that for me to be honest too, and it's the biggest thing is actually. Well, what do you want? You know, that's what it goes back to. What do you want? If you tell me you want a family and you want this and you want that, well, you want a family and you want to be able to, I'm like, okay, well, what about in Arnold County? Because you're going to always be able to rent there. Because mm-hmm. people love that. It's good school. And it's by a naval base. I mean, a military base. Military base. So it's like, what do you want? You know, like, because it's about the long game for me. I'm not trying to be, uh, not trying to be a little pumped. I want to be hove. Like, you know, I don't want to be forever. And it's like, that's a difference. Damn. That's, 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 that's deep, man. I think because, I don't think, oh, go ahead. I was going to, all I was going to ask was like, so do you do uh, condos too? Uh, yeah, I would. If you, that's what you want for sure. Like, if you like, want. You're just talking about like a lot of houses. And then some people just, like, I know like for their first investment, they're not ready for like a house. Mm-hmm. But like a condo could be a similar investment. Like you could own the condo, move out. That could be your first like. It can be. Like it can. That should be your first rental property. Then after you move out, get a home and shit. So. It's great. No, it's nothing wrong with those. Whatever real estate is real estate. If it's nah, a condo, if it's a condo, you know, it's like just it's just different parameters, mm-hmm. right? It just different things, logistics. But yeah, condos. Nothing wrong with a condo. Just. Just depends on what the condo yeah, is. I was just asking because like, I live in Suitland. Okay. And it's endless condos popping up around that joint. Like from like the southeast. Why do you think that? Why like, do you think that? Side to coming up Suitland Parkway. Um, why do I think that? Mm-hmm. Just because of the area and the type of people that attract. Because I think it's like a very, it's our age type. Like mm-hmm. anywhere from like the young professional just getting out of high school. I mean, just getting out of college to say 33 35 you know what i'm saying then it's just like the housing market over there you might not be able to afford a house but location wise you still get a very nice jump you get paid you get still paid for the location you got the metro right there shit suitland road suitland parkway boom right there the city right there if you're driving you know what i'm saying and property management i got a good 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 question for you i heard this from like i think it was like dane's ash or something mm-hmm. he was like um, Ben's owns Maybach, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, why is there, like, what's the lowest Ben's? Um, now? Was it? Now? CLA 250. I was going to say the A. But okay. A. But, do people, how many people go to four Maybachs? Very few. Very few. But there is so a Are you talking about actually a Ford or? Because like, it depends on how you get it. Are you leasing it or are you buying it? Uh, well, just, but it doesn't matter. But how many, even if you lease it, it's going to cost you yeah. something. Yeah, for sure. But how many people, people can't afford oh, yeah, it? Oh, no, not too many. So let's look at, you know, a Maybach as a house. Do mm. you got CLA 250s? <laughs> <laughs> like, not necessarily the same, yeah, but yeah, you got to yeah. have. Yeah. You got to have a Maybach. It's levels. It's levels, and some people want to be in the game, mm-hmm. and I want to have a Benz, but I want to see LA 250, and that's the difference. <laughs> it's like, I want to be in the game. It's different. It's different rules. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's different It's different things. It's different levels. Mm-hmm. 
more taxes. For sure. More you gotta do. You gotta answer to these people around when you're in a condo. It's different levels, but you gotta, you know, the dream is to have the Maybach. Mm. It's a different type of ownership. Talk about rules and, and there's levels. You stand on the Maybach, you can't really stand. <laughs> <laughs> For you, are there certain rules that you sort of live and die by when it comes to this? Hey, if you make X amount, your mortgage shouldn't be this. Or if you, da da da, if you, um, your initial housing offer, you, if you get a house approved for five hundred thousand, you should only get a house worth da da da. Just curious. Uh, I don't necessarily the rules wise. I think rules is because every deal and every person is different. I think fundamentally, I think mm-hmm. rules I have within myself, whether that is, whether that is like, I want you to not everybody like. Some people, some people, because people, you're you're, you're you're making you're helping someone make a decision that's gonna be like that they feel like it's forever. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing is more of like. I would tell people, okay, I would ask people, can you do this, right? Can you afford this, right? Because I don't want you, That that's big to me. Like, I don't want you, I don't want you, because sometimes some people want to, are going to get in something that maybe can't, you know, handle, and some people can't, but because the banks, you know, they're not looking out for you all as much as you would think. Um, but I would say for me, it's more like, are you, I want you to be happy. You know, at least when we decide to get to this this point and we get signed these papers, like, you got to be happy. Like, like how would you feel that day when you signed that, your papers for your house? I was, I was quite happy. I was actually talking to someone recently about um, that fact that I enjoy my house. Like, I just enjoy it. I don't know, like, necessarily the thing, but I enjoy the house. Like, I, the house makes me happy. When I go in the house, I'm like, okay. I'm happy. And I think that's important to me. Like, because you won't always think of the process. It's just like when you do with anything, when you get to the finish line is not really the part that you mm, think about the, the most. It's the journey. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it's, it's always going to be a part of that. You know, that that's important. Before we wrap this up, I want to go back to the First Base Inc. You brought up kickball. It was a legendary kickball game one day. It was very legendary. He was there. I was there. Jake was there. A few other people was there. Talk to us about just what made you, because you talked about, like, you knew you were good at that. That was a very fun experience. It was a great experience. Thank you for allowing us to be part of it. Um, What made you kind of want to do that, and are there, can we be expecting more of those to come? Yeah, um... What made me kind of do that was the fact that I wanted to figure out, I wanted to help people, and I wanted to have fun. So I wanted to, so I created it. So this event is basically people come, at, uh, a person can participate in a large kickball game. They bring 10 non-perishable items or however many we decide, right? And that's kind of what kind of kind of started it. And I was just like, okay. And um, I saw it in that moment like how cool it was when I dropped off and we dropped off everything and we we turned into kings and we turned into non-purchable items and I realized okay we helped somebody and then you know I like that feeling so that's kind of what started was the feeling the feeling was like oh this feels good um and 
and then I just think about how the people feel, how you feel. Like it's been a couple of years, and look, you're still talking about man. It. So it's like that's such a fun time. So then that like that. So you know, like if anything, if you, you look at something, obviously it's good. So that means like there needs to be more of it, or there needs to be some sort of it. And mm-hmm. and I think COVID's kind of started things, and I think you guys went to the first one, and then we had one more. Um, but we haven't had one, I would say, like two years. It's yeah. been some time because of COVID. But I definitely know that that's something we're working towards. And I would you know, love y'all to be a part of it in some ways. You Listen, know? Okay. Kipoff, we're there, buddy. Okay. We're Check there. Out. Check already talked to us. We gang. Okay. We're, we're there. Yeah, we're gang. For sure. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I really enjoy this. I learned more about short-term rentals than I would ever thought I would ever know. I didn't talk to ever know. I, was a, I was a student. I was, I was, I was very... Learning. We've 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 done a lot of talking and you you answer a lot of questions. But mm-hmm. is there anything that we haven't hit on that you are like, hey, people need to know this? Uh, people need to know. I think just in general, I just and this is the thing we talked about some things, but this is like at the end of the day, like I love business, right? I love business. Like I love like you guys have been doing this for some years, right? And you gotta you you gotta get better at your craft, and I think in general, like, I think that um, no matter what field or whatever you do, like, it's important to to understand and to 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 learn and want to be you know want to be knowledgeable, want to grow in business, whatever you're doing, you know. And I think that um, general, this is my I, those are just those things those are just things that I do. Mm-hmm. Right, I do. I have a business. I have those things or businesses, but it's like I love business. Like that's what's that's what's that's what's like. Like for instance, I have a question. Like, why did I start this podcast? <laughs> question. I think I started. Well, we started it because me and him always used to talk in this kind of manner, mm-hmm. and it was just like you can't just keep texting somebody. Mm-hmm. All your fucking like your your forty minute thoughts every day. But we also weren't living in the same state like at the he time. Was, he was living in Philly, okay. and I was living in North Carolina. Okay. So, and I think when you add that kind of relationship, and then the fact that to me he's probably like the most technolo- technolo- technological sound person I know. Like when it comes to like doing stuff, I know if I asked him, he could make it work. So it was one of those things where, like, we do this, like, me and him, we're doing this, and he's the only person who I know could make it, if that Bring makes it sense. Together. Okay. So it was more so, like, this has to be done. So, for instance, when did y'all learn about, like, the business mm. of this? Because this is not, this is the thing. <laughs> but y'all been doing it a long time. Yeah. That's a good point. You know what? I think it would be the first time we went to Miami for like the pop up. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think it was like, like you said, there's a business aspect Mm -hmm. to it. You know, it's more than just sitting here and then talking. Mm -hmm. I think that's the easy part. That's the part that doesn't take nothing. It's simple. Mm -hmm. You can go upload, boom, boom, boom. It was the part where like, well, people have to reach out to you, yeah. or you're reaching out to people. Like you got package merch up. Like what does that? The way how you gotta get what does that mean? Different states. Merch is important. Yeah. And revenue airstream aspect, right? Yeah. And I think that's that's I think that's when it 
when you asked when, I think it was that part, when it was mm-hmm. like, it's not just about uploading something no more. Mm-hmm. Like we traveling with. It's about making something and creating something that kind of lasts past the once you upload it. Mm-hmm. It's more to it than just that. Like to me now is it's more it's more than just that. It's detached from that. So sometimes people mm-hmm. don't even have to like ever listen. If they like see something, they might be like, "Oh, what's that?" Mm-hmm. And I think that's when it became a a greater thing. For me, I mm-hmm. say like the last two years, for real. because like like Chuck said, like the pop ups and all of that, like the, that part of business, I feel like we conquered that already. Like anytime we do a pop up, like I don't, we don't really worry about it. Like if it's a good day, okay. If it's a bad day, okay. But we have way more good days than bad days, and we sell merch even with old merch. So, but like now, it's just like with the things we got going on and the emails and stuff like that, it's like. That's the part of business I think we're like expanding to, like the uh, uh, conversations with different companies and like using them, like partnering with them and then uh, promoting certain products and like leasing your name and shit like that. Lease them leasing their name to you and shit like and, uh, just figuring those type of things out. Like if we go to a streaming platform and have a conversation, say Spotify, they don't have a visual aspect. You know what I'm saying? It's all audio. So, like, that contract should not include the visual aspect. You know what I'm saying? Like, that type of business acumen and knowledge, I think, have, uh, I got interested in, like, the last two years. But I think that that's, that's, like, amazing, right? But that's the key thing. Like, it's so many, but that's what I would say. Like, it's so much to this, right? It might have started off as, as this, but it's, like, it's so much. And the fact that you even know that. Like, if you now you went in there, say y'all, son. The first question I asked Charles was, <laughs> what is a podcast? Like, when he said, bro, we about to start a podcast. The first question, literally, the first thing I asked him was, what the fuck is a podcast? He said, verbatim, no asshole shit, he's my friend, but he said, you're a smart man, you'll figure it out. That's literally what he said to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, he knew I was coming home soon and all that. So he was just like, you're a smart man, you'll figure it out. And I Googled it, the first thing they said was, like, it didn't even have a definition. It had a, an example. Was Tax Stone out yet? Yeah. Yeah, Tax Stone was out. <laughs> but they gave me like uh, a... like 2014. Yeah, what's that? What's that? Like Don Imus and like Don Imus and uh, XM Radio? Okay. Like they gave them examples. Like they didn't say Tax Stone. And so I was just like, oh, why? So it was just like, oh, like a radio show. So I was like, oh, why is that? It's just audio though. Mm-hmm. And then I get, I'm watching YouTube and I'm learning shit. And I'm just like, oh. And it's like these niggas signing deals, and it's like there's no audio for that. But I, I'm only watching them on YouTube. But audio's in their contract. That don't make sense. And then like we're big fans of music, and everybody talk about 360 deals and like contracts and knowing your distribution and all that shit. It's the same thing with podcasting. Mm. Like if we partner with somebody, we only need y'all to distribute the shit. You know what I'm saying? If our shit worked out properly, then you should be paying us for the RMS code. Mm-hmm. So you can distribute us. It should be a partnership. So we should get a piece of all props from you even asking to do this if we negotiate it correctly. See? And that's what I like. That's and I think that's what that's what anything, you know, what what no matter what you do, I think you that's the exciting part. That's the you know, cause it's obviously been a journey for you to, to go from that, right? You know, you had a passion and now 
it's turned into, you know, something different. Passion is nowhere near this, bro. The Charles pulled me from the slums of North Carolina. It's like, nah, I came home. Charles was just like, hey, bro, we about to do it. <laughs> we about to do a pot. And I was just like, all right. And then, um. Charles asked me for equipment. Did I? He just said, yo. Yeah. He said, like, yo. What type of equipment I need to do a podcast? And as Chris said, like, what the fuck is a podcast? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I heard about this shit. And then it was like, yo, I just need equipment. See? Like, all right. very vague with this yeah, shit. Yeah, I just need equipment. Next thing you know, here we are five years later. Yeah, like, shit, we, we missing two of our family members. Yeah, like, it's yeah, a whole thing. Crazy, man, but do you want to know the, the best thing that I heard? Tell is me. the fact that... Talking to his man. With y'all. You know, he went... Say you the best person for this. You the person. You the glue. I can't even, you know, can't even get to this point without you. And you know, this is me and you do this. We're really good at this. It's like the world should know this because that's really what it is. It's different. It went from text messages to something bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the cool thing about it. You know, like he probably, you know, he because obviously he knew what it was before, right? Before how the hell is he was in the field? He knew what the fuck a podcast. Was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I didn't either. I'm a tech nigga. I didn't even know. What it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's that's the cool part, right? That because who would have thought? You know. Things would have grew up to this. Yeah, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Who would have known it's grew?" I was, I was agreeing with him. It's a good man right there. Three episodes, for sure. He definitely saying we was going to do three episodes. Episode really? Yes. And now two hundred. Now y'all coming up on two hundred. That's 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 big. And that's that's big. And that's that's flowers. You know, that's that's something that y'all. Because businesses, they, get, they, they, they go to the left side every day. Hey, man, you know. There's some podcasts that's, hey. <laughs> you guys are too much. This is the part of the episode. <laughs> this man has taught us. Normally, we don't get taught. We learned a lot today. If you want a house, it's the man. You got a property you need management? It's the man. You need cleaning. Need clean. If you want to do something good for the community, listen, I gave you four things. <laughs> this is the guy to go to. But before we leave, I'm going to look into the camera. You're just going to tell them. You can tell them something about yourself, about the businesses, about life. And, you know. Uh, the first thing I would say is um, I never forget when I, you know, January 29th, 2020 is going to be two years that I've been a full-time entrepreneur. Um, and... I would say the biggest thing that I that somebody told me was like somebody challenged me when I first started. It's like you don't know anything about being an entrepreneur, <laughs> and she was right. You know, I ended up you know deciding that I'm gonna marry her. Let's make some noise for that. Let's make some noise for that. And um and she challenged me at that point, and she was right. And I think at that moment in that time, I you know I had these businesses. And I didn't know what I, I had a vision, but I didn't really see what I see now. But I think that um, just making sure that you want to be the best at whatever you do. You know, you want to, someone told me, like, you got to dominate, you know, and that's where it goes back to some of the things that we talked about in this episode. That you want people that, who no matter what you, where you are, if you are the best stripper in the world for a person be like when someone thinks of a strip club they be like call so and so 
Mm. Right? That that's the biggest compliment you can ever get in this world. Is that <laughs> no matter what you do, that if it no matter what you do, that you think of that person. Just like if a person be like, I want a soda, they might say Coke. You just want to so be associated with whatever to being the best or whatever you do. And I think if you're good at that, you'll be able to take it no matter take it far. And just make sure and make sure that and utilize your resources and and bring the best out of your friends, you know, like kind of what these fellas did, you know, and utilize those those resources around you because that's important. Sorry. You good. No. I was ignorant. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it. And um, like I said, you know, um, if I could help you, you know, I would love to. And uh, just utilize this information and just educate yourself and read books and listen to books. That was that's another thing that's really helped me is listening and um, and listening to books and listening to people. Um, if anybody ever tell me what I'm really good at, I would say I'm good at listening. Um, and I think that, that that's that's what's gonna get you far. We talked about it earlier. You said someone told you to be you be a good realtor. And look at where we got you here. Also, his friend told him use his resources. Look what we got here. So hey, listen, the man has dropped life lessons for you and a bunch of gems. How do they reach you? Listen, they where the ads. They're trying to get these houses popping, buddy. So uh yeah, you can at me at uh Dewan Pitts is D-A-J-U-A-N-P-I-T-T-S. And from there you can um you will be able to find everything else. But you can also cleaning wise, uh WeCleanYouMove.com. Think of clean moves. We clean you move. So if you're moving or you need a deep cleaning, um call clean moves. So we clean you move.com spelled exactly as it sounds. No 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 if and no no in betweens. We clean you move.com. No phonetic creativity. And property <laughs> no phonetic creativity. <laughs> property management wise is um D Harvey D H A R V E Y Pitts P I T T S dot com. Um you can you know, you can actually book all of our listings on drvpits.com, too, as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, that that's how you can find Listen, us. get your house clean, find you a place to stay, mm-hmm. and maybe even get a home all in one place. Good man, DeJuan Pitts. Make some fucking noise. The city was pretty point. I had a thick Mexican bitch Stay right on mission I swear her head was so good I almost locked it in She gave me head on the bridge Almost about to bend Montclair 2000 Copped it for the bitch Was heading Yeah, uh, uh Down to me Cruise around town Groovy With a couple racks on me Uh, suck it to me Don't be my style Down Cause you feeling real funny Man This is how we get down uh, Real pimps only. It's for the peace. This is how we get down. Straight up. Real pimps only. If she looked, she took, bitch ass nigga. Sock it to me.